0: Portland Pilots are the 2016 West Coast Conference champions. Sharp! In another dimension! And it's gone! A walk-off two-run home run by Kate Budnick and the Pilots win it! The Portland Pilots win their first national championship in-
1: Welcome back to the Portside Pod. I'm Chris Clements. This week we got Henry Chaney back. He left us for a minute there. Um, missed out on a couple, but you're back now. We're excited. And then we also have Chris Jackson, uh, one of our new athletic trainers here at UP. How you doing today?
0: Doing well. Thank you guys for uh, having me on here.
1: So you have been here for a couple months now?
0: Yeah. My first day was October 7th. Like, you guys were already in fall ball. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of hit the ground running. So,
1: two, two, three months maybe
0: at most. Yeah.
1: Okay. And you're originally from Portland area.
0: Yep, I grew up in Sherwood, and yep, from the area, never moved anywhere else until college, really. Okay.
1: And then, what is it? What's it like to be back, kind of, at, in Portland, working out of college here? Um, it's
0: it's super cool. Like I I've talked to a couple of the guys. Like, I played in like a state tournament here at child's when I was in high school which was awesome um, it's just it's just nice being in the Portland area again like it's always been home this is where I have roots family friends everything like that so it's pretty sweet and you were
1: a basketball player correct and throughout high school yes yeah basketball and football okay mm-hmm. yeah we uh, we have some insiders here that have said that your outside shot is lacking
2: recently
0: i would like who who said that i'd like to i'd like to get a name
2: that <laughs> is a unknown source that we cannot talk about but because it's uh, kind of the rumor around the, on the bluff this evening well it's it's wrong
0: but I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it well it's fine but it's wrong
1: yeah we'll get some cameras out there next yeah. time you play in the, the pickup basketball games that's so we fine can, yeah. i'll allow it.
2: We'll yeah, have to announce fine. one of those games yeah
1: oh that would, that would be, actually awesome. be fun because yeah. the entire baseball like
2: staff plays oh like, really yeah except for Loomis. Yeah, who would you say uh, is probably the best basketball player out of the staff? Out of the staff, including me. Uh, besides, besides, besides you, myself. Oh uh, yeah, number one.
0: Uh, it it depends. You got you got Lambo, who's got a good all-around game on both sides of the ball. Okay. Tino likes to facilitate quite a bit, which is good. He likes to push the pace a lot, even if we don't have numbers. <laughs> the pace is getting pushed. I've played with him, and there's like three people in front of us. It's just me. He's like, go, go. I was like, okay, okay, hey. okay, we're going. But uh, the. But Tufo's he's he locks in. Mm-hmm. He's got this mid range game right around the baseline that's just money. So they <laughs> they all kinda of bring their own thing, which is which is fun to play with.
1: Huh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, I've which one of those guys do you think are the ones who gave us the the information on that? Lambo. That's that's
0: who I was that's who I was guessing.
1: I could see that, yeah, Lambo's definitely uh, Just because
0: he talks the probably the most junk to me.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah, that's kinda how he is. Mm-hmm. We go golfing sometimes and he just okay. really just lets me hear it or lets me have it um it's not the most fun um but it no it's it's definitely a good time so you ended up you started off at you went to oregon state for undergrad and graduate school mm-hmm. um, yep you did you work in the athletic training room while you were going to school there
0: yeah so undergrad i just kind of got my degree in kinesiology and then i did grad school in athletic training specifically for so for those two years i was in the athletic training room kind of doing a bunch of student-led stuff okay and you were there when they went to
1: the college world series
0: yeah my first year of grad school i got the opportunity to work with oregon state for kind of that season it was kind of like my rotation and i was lucky enough to go with them when we played in omaha the year before they won it so
1: what was that uh, experience like kind of just they were supposed to win i want to say that yeah was, that was yeah. the year that they won lost like what six games yeah
0: we lost a total of six including the two in omaha i believe True. um yeah and that was we had a handful of first rounders, couple of couple of other guys in the top five, and we we played LSU twice, and they beat it. They beat us twice, which was mm-hmm. kind of tough. But that team was ridiculous. But it was just everything you expected to be, but just bigger. Like there was just everything's just bigger and brighter, and it's just all
2: baseball all the time, which was pretty sweet. It'll be cool too to have a little reunion as the pilots head there. We yeah we, we will. Clayton. That's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Might not have the same amount of fans as the uh, college world series, G- but still give be cool. Take, give or yeah, take, or take, give or but yeah. Take a few, <laughs> Yeah, <but> you're
1: right. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, is do they play here this year too? They come here, or is it at Hillsboro? Uh, I think we go at Hillsboro. Oh man, that would yeah. be cool if with the new stadium. That would um, be cool. Maybe you probably, never know. Yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna push for that. I think I got a little bit of pull in the athletic department oh, now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hosting a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um so actually backtrack for a minute here. Uh, what was it like you were recruited for basketball and football out of high school, correct? Yeah, uh
0: yeah, I was. It was kind of some smaller Division 3 schools. I mean mm-hmm. Pacific Lutheran was one of them, Puget Sound was another one. Um and those were kind of the the two that I kind of mainly talked to. Um but nothing nothing too crazy besides that
1: Mm -hmm. and you decided what was the experience like to kind of decide to go away from playing and going into you know being a student and getting into athletic training
0: yeah i think a lot of it was just kind of understanding what the commitment was going to be at a lower level university along with the outside tuition and kind of money was a factor for me Um, but then kind of deciding that all right we still want to go to school i want to be a little close to home and i didn't actually know i was going to do athletic training Right away i didn't i didn't decide to do athletic training until the end of my senior year like right before i was graduating i didn't know what i was doing (laughs) really is what happened um so but i was still like i played im's classic im basketball football softball like slow pitch stuff so that was all fun (laughs) that was all fun um but yeah it was it was just kind of a transition that Ended up just happening, and it, it was fun. I mean, got to do kind of the college life and meet a bunch of different people and experience some other stuff. Had a little bit more free time again as opposed to playing sports.
1: Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say? was the point where you knew that you were going to go into athletic training did you have an, like kind of an interest in it beforehand yeah or?
0: yeah when i was a when i was like in undergrad i think as a sophomore i was kind of thinking about doing it as an undergrad program and uh at the time i was like uh i don't know if if i want to it's Maybe not for me, there, it seems like a lot of work just to maybe work at the high school level, because at the time I was like, not thinking about grad school at all. I was like, I'll never go to grad school. Mm-hmm. There's no way, no shot, <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of just stuck with kinesiology, sports science and stuff like that, and one of my professors that I had that was, I was pretty close with, asked me about applying for the program as a master's degree, and I kind of looked at it a little bit more and knew I wanted to be in the realm of athletics at the college level and so i decided to kind of feel it out and for some reason they let me into the program and i haven't looked back since it's been a lot of fun so
1: yeah that's awesome um it's funny that you say that you had n- you were not planning to go to grad school at all. Oh, not not even close. I think close. that's usually how it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me especially, I was like the exact same way. I was like, okay, I'm going to graduate early, early from undergrad so I can go play pro ball mm-hmm. and not have to worry about coming back. And then next thing you know, I'm injured a couple times. I yeah. struggle and I'm like, well, now I got to go to grad school. <laughs> yep. And now I'm still, I'm not even playing anymore. I'm going to grad <laughs> yep, school. Yep, like, I feel that. <laughs> like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. So after Oregon State, you ended up going to Washington State, correct?
0: Yeah, last year I was an intern athletic trainer at Washington State, and I was working with their baseball team okay. there. So
1: uh, how was the difference between <laughs> Oregon State baseball and Washington State baseball? Not to knock anyone down here, but Oregon State's kind of on another level.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was way different. Um, <laughs> but I think the, the biggest thing that I took away from that was I knew I enjoyed working baseball, specifically, because we obviously had a down year at Wazoo last year. We... Unfortunately, won, I think, 11 games through that season, uh, which was tough. But it was still an enjoyable experience for me. I still learned a lot. It was still awesome. I still am in contact with a lot of people and guys that play at Wazusta, which is fun. Mm. Um, But that was kind of a big reinforcement for me. Like, oh, I really like working baseball specifically. I love athletic training, but I really like working baseball, too, specifically.
1: Yeah, is that weird for you sometimes where there's not really that much of an age gap for you, like in terms of you're technically – in charge of them at some point.
0: Technically, so. yeah, I, I am looked at as a superior, but I'm only a few years <laughs> older than them, um, especially if they are like a graduate student. And and I only graduated from grad school last, last June, so that's kind of funny. Um, but it also is kind of a strength of mine. I, I feel like I'm pretty relatable with a lot of the guys and I can get them to buy into a lot of certain things which is which is fun in in my experiences. So there's there's definitely some pluses and minuses to it though for sure.
2: <laughs> Would have been interesting to see if we still had uh, Mr. Lopez on the baseball team oh, might yeah. have beat Chris there in age. Seriously, yeah. Oh well, I yeah, guess he's, he's, he's like still like on the staff, Yeah, he's, he's still like around thirty five or something right yeah, now. Yeah, he's getting up remember. there.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen a birth certificate, but I believe it. (laughs) We can get you one of those. I should probably have it in the medical record, but it's fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we're allowed to bring that one out. No, we won't. We won't. Yeah. So after Washington State, you went to Long Beach for how long? I was at Long Beach for a
0: total of, I think, two months, (laughs) like seven yeah, nine, nine, ten weeks at most, yeah. Okay. It was a pretty short stint there.
1: And were you there, you were working with volleyball? Uh, or what teams were you working Yeah, with?
0: I was working with men's volleyball and men's water polo. It was kind of like a dual um, kind of coverage for me. That's how they, they set it up there. Okay.
2: That must have been tough, switching from Pullman to working inside at the gym at Long Beach <laughs> State. Yeah, the the super
0: nice thing was is that the the weather was beautiful and our water polo pool was outside. Oh. So, and it, it was kind of in that transition of... Late summer to kind of early fall, so the weather was super, super nice and yeah. everything like that, which was which was fun. But I didn't really mind turning in my snow parka for yeah.
1: T-shirts and shorts constantly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, were you, were they, was volleyball in season while you were there, or n- not at all?
0: Volleyball was just kind of getting into their fall ball session as mm-hmm. I was uh, getting ready to they leave. They ended
1: actually. up just winning the national championship. They they won back? the last two, yeah.
0: Okay. They won the wow. last two national championships, so. They were, uh, they were a high-profile team, for sure,
1: and they were a great group of guys as well, which was fun. Yeah, you know, it seems like every team that you touch eventually wins the national championship, so... I guess, yeah, yeah. We, that's one way to look that at puts it. puts us on track, right? <laughs> You're, you paid next year is, Ideally, ideally, that's yeah. the plan. You're not allowed to leave until if well, someone wins a national championship at, at, on our team. so
0: You're right. I think we also have talked about I, we plan on going to Omaha twice this yep, year. Yep, it's, So we'll yeah. be it's taking two trips this yes, year. That is That's awesome. awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah, if you would mm-hmm. love to go to Omaha twice mm-hmm. in one year. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to switch over into the, what you're doing now here, um, kind of working with athletes all the time. And one thing that I've I've always wondered is what's the psychological aspect of helping Athletes kind of recover from injury or go through that process.
0: I think a big thing that I always try to talk to guys with, especially particularly with baseball players, it's a mental game in itself. Um, So I think what I really talk to them about is being in the right mindset when we're doing anything and understanding the the reason for what we're doing and also making sure they understand that there are going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. Like there's going to be days with a long-term injury that we are going to be back set by a couple of days or a week and we just need to kind of continue to do what we're doing because we're doing all of this for a reason and being able to reiterate that to them helps them get a little bit more buy-in to understanding why i'm making them do x y and z or i'm not letting them do x y or z so i think that's a big thing
1: yeah because i feel like with injuries especially ones that are long-term like you were talking about like, there's the side of it where it's the physical, you're trying to, you know, hit every little jump into getting back into it. But then the, the psychological side of it is really where it's, you know, you're you're making the difference mm-hmm. of being able to come back from a, a serious injury or, you know, maybe not taking the the right steps to sure. get there. So, yeah, I mean, it's I know I've been through big injuries and um, I guess that's the most important part for me as the, like that I think of. Um, I guess how do you evaluate when when an athlete's ready to return once they get past that
0: uh there's i mean there's kind of a multitude of ways to kind of look at it um i think a big thing is there's certain evidence-based practice kind of benchmarks that the surgeon will say they have to do this this or this um for example if there's some sort of throwing protocol that they're going through they've got to be able to throw to this amount or this length of distance um with this amount of effort without pain. Um, And then we kind of move forward from that. And then as we kind of digress through that, we are working on how they're feeling both physically and mentally. I think one thing I really kind of do is check in with guys and say, okay, how are you feeling today? Better, same, or worse? Um, Because once we clear the surgeon, they said, okay, we're good to go back to full activity. They're not going to just jump in and play right away. There's some sort of restriction that we're going to kind of tweak and manage. And that's one of the hardest things about what we do as athletic trainers, I think. And so I think a big thing is is always constantly getting feedback, both from the, the players, but the coaches as well, and really kind of taking in what they do at practice from a position standpoint and being able to tweak that and me being able to control that in a rehab setting before we just let them go. And so once I can kind of see that and I know they feel comfortable and confident in doing it then we get to kind of progress to full intensity at practice before we go to a game is the next point and kind of
2: the end point there. I'm sure there's been some tough conversations from any competitive person. I as soon as they get an injury and they start mm-hmm. to feel better, they want to get back out there and play and it's gotta to be tough sometimes to be like, Whoa, we got, yeah, we got to exactly. Slow it down here.
0: Yeah, I, I always Yeah, I always tell guys it's it's a lot more pleasant for me to kind of push you as opposed to like hold you back. I don't right. want to be the guy that has to hold you back, but I mean, sometimes you get those people who really don't think they're ready, but I'd be like, "No, you you I've seen it, like I know you're ready and kind of like give them that push." So there's a happy medium. We always kind of try to walk um depending on that person's kind of a- attitude with their injury or just kind of who they are as an athlete. I think that's a big thing too.
2: Yeah, like kind of Chris talked about there's always that mental breakthrough where you just got to know You're healthy. You gotta Mm -hmm. trust your training and just kind of let it go.
0: Yeah, and I think a big thing of that is being able to um, get pictures of their image. If they had a serious injury, and be like, "This isn't. This is intact again, or this Mm -hmm. "This is healthy again," and um, we continue to kind of work through and build on that each day, and it's 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 a process. And I think that's a big thing we have to, as athletic trainers, reiterate to our athletes when we're. It's a longer process. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because there's always kind of that like phantom um, injury idea where you're like kind of still, you think you're still hurt. so you're like kind of favoring say you have a knee surgery or something i know i had i had knee surgery and i was like limping when mm. i didn't need to really yeah um, i'm actually missing like this much of my femur so mm-hmm. that obviously doesn't help yeah but, no probably <laughs> doesn't um but yeah so I, that's where i was talking about kind of like the mental side of it is it's getting people over that that mm. hump you know um but then on the other side do you think it's a it makes your job harder if someone's really pushing to get out there before they're ready but You think that's a good problem to have is people really trying to be ready to get back out there.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think, I think there are hard points to it for sure. But at the same time, I like seeing the eagerness because I think we can kind of translate that to have them buy into whatever rehab process that we're going to going through or whatever the task at hand that we have for that day to get better and whatever we need to get better from a rehab standpoint or an athletic training standpoint, uh, which is, which is good to have. I think it's a little bit easier in a way because I've kind of learned how to talk to athletes about kind of what we need to modify or kind of rein in a little bit um, just because we want them to make sure we're not going to harm them anymore. So um, especially if it's a serious injury.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, with the phantom uh, injury type thing, and just the mental side of it, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of, I guess the, I don't know if you're familiar, I'm sure you are with being a basketball guy, the Markel Fultz situation mm-hmm. where he's, yeah, his shoulder was messed up. Right. And, mm-hmm. but there was like, different reports that maybe it wasn't
0: yeah and i think a funny a big thing with that is media reporting who knows what the actual injury was i think that's a big thing that i whether he was comfortable with it being disclosed or whoever the medical staff was as well i think that's a big that's a big thing that has to be deciphered first off but yeah that that mental aspect because he's playing at the highest level aside from maybe playing in in the world cup or in the olympics Mm -hmm. and the nba basketball is the league if you're a basketball player and i think he was he was one and done kid at a UW, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that's for sure going to be a huge battle, especially if there's continuous some sort of injury or like tweak that he's feeling on any sort of movement. He's going to expect or think that that feeling's going to come back, mm-hmm. so it's going to change his shot. I think was a big thing for him.
1: Yeah. Now I've luckily he's. I've noticed that he's been doing well recently, so that's, mm-hmm. that's good to see because he's got so much talent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really does. He's super explosive. I think they, I think Orlando picked up his, his option mm-hmm. for the next year yeah. so or the next couple of years. And was he like the
2: that. number one pick? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, he was. He went, he his went his number Sixers. One.
1: Mm-hmm. No, Sixers. Yeah, by Sixers, right? Yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. he
2: had to get out of Philly to kind of reset that. Yeah, thing. seriously. That's a tough place to play sports. Yeah
1: when you were talking about the the media and kind of the disclosure side of it, I don't really know the rules on Mm -hmm. um, all of that. But one thing that I was kind of wondering was, are you legally allowed to diagnose an injury before they go to a doctor? Or are you kind of just like allowed to like suggest it?
0: I, we are allowed to diagnose an injury, um, but it's it's not definitive. Um, Definitive is usually used by, doctors reinforcing our diagnosis. And we usually call it a differential diagnosis. Okay. Mm. So we'll kind of come up with a couple of things we think are a possibility. Um, we can't give a full proof 100% saying this is what the injury is for sure. But with our expertise and our knowledge in the orthopedic assessment classes and the experience that we get, we are allowed to diagnose and then we collaborate with a team physician, especially at this level of athletics. We work with our team physicians and kind of talk about what we each found in our assessments to then decide if we do need imaging, whether it be an x-ray or an MRI or a CT, and usually getting those pictures to kind of help us really identify what the actual injury is, whether we were right or kind of slightly right or if it was completely different Okay. like
1: Yeah, because I was, I was kind of wondering if there was ever a time where you, say, someone tore their ACL and you were doing the test and you could feel that it was messed up and I just mm-hmm. didn't know if you were allowed to tell them that or if there was ever a time where you kind of just kept that quiet until...
0: Yeah, we usually we are allowed to tell the athletes stuff. Um, usually we won't tell them strictly like black and white, like, <laughs> yo, for sure, um, but it's usually, okay, I might think this is something that is of concern mm-hmm. um, and kind of moving forward and kind of using a doctor to kind of reinforce what we found or help us if it's something in a different direction that isn't an athletic injury or an injury that we've seen before because I'm mm-hmm. still seeing new things almost daily, which is one thing I like about athletic training. It's kind of, it's different every day. Um, but there are plenty of injuries that you'll never see ever. And then all of a sudden, 20 years into practice, there's just something random that a doctor knows just because they had to learn it basically everything. And it's something new that you kind of have to deal with and kind of work around. So,
1: yeah. What is, what do you say there's a new injury? What is the kind of, um, I guess there's maybe not something that you've worked with before, the approach to the rehab and stuff? Do you just kind of, take pieces from things that are similar, or I don't really know about how it goes.
0: I think a lot of it is um, kind of looking at evidence-based practice, so like scholarly articles, peer-reviewed articles, kind of stuff that's based on science that has done some sort of evidence and research um, to kind of get some sort of foundational knowledge. A lot of athletic trainers will actually kind of reach out to one another. I know I'll reach out to my mentors and kind of see if they've ever dealt with this type of injury before or anything similar to it, and ask them what to do in this situation, um, especially being a young professional. Um, it's only been, I've only been around athletic training for about three years now total, um, so I'm still kind of learning and always kind of asking for advice or tips as f- the first idea or the second idea that I have hasn't, hasn't worked the way I want it to. Um, and you can kind of see that even in the athletic training room in Chiles here, I mean, if someone's kind of got a, a leg injury that I haven't really seen before, I'm going to lean on people who are lower leg dominant sports or kind of power sports, or if it's an upper extremity, like a shoulder or an elbow. I've been asked about some stuff about rehab or treatment and stuff like that. So we kind of all help each other out. We might be in charge of a team, but we kind of help help pick each other up because we're all there for the student-athletes at the end of the day. So mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what uh, I've talked to Coach uh, Bryant Ferrati about. We talked about um, how he's in charge of one team other people are in charge of another team but really it's just kind of a, a full team mm-hmm. effort to kind yeah. of make every sport here um healthy and you know better prepared to go out there mm-hmm. so yeah um what's the hardest part about your job
0: i think one of the really hard things is definitely giving that bad news mm-hmm. um, a lot of times the athletic trainer has to play bad guy or deliver some negative news whether it be to the coaching staff or to the athletes. And I think a big thing about that is it's it's just hard. Like ev- telling anyone bad news is not easy. Especially the timing is a is a tough thing like if you're in the if you're in a season, you're trying to make a deep run and someone goes down with something that's kind of an unfortunate thing to have to deal with. I think that's probably the toughest part is giving that bad news and having to stick to your guns just because from a medical standpoint We're here to kind of protect that student athlete first and foremost not just at the university but their well-being kind of after after school and after athletics as well um but i think that and then really continuing to work on deciding when someone can come back when they can't come come back and that timing whether we're in season or not in season is always kind of evolving because no two injuries can are the same you can have two people who tear their acl but they're gonna rehab or they're gonna come back at different time points and you have to really tailor that to each athlete too
1: mm-hmm. and do you uh do you think sometimes it's harder to tell the coaches than the, the athletes yeah. <laughs> yes yeah yeah I do. <laughs> that's what yeah absolutely. i feel like it'd be way harder to, yeah yeah
0: i mean it, it, it gets easier but it's it's probably it, i would say it's harder than telling the, the players for sure
1: yeah Because they're i mean they're Obviously, they care about the mm. athlete, too, but they're trying to win, too. So. Exactly, and it's I totally
0: understand where they're coming from, and I think that's an important thing um, f- to, to what I, I always try to relay to the coaches, and I understand where they're coming from, but I have to do my job, too. But I would say telling the coaches is probably, har- <laughs> probably harder than telling the, the players. <laughs> both tough, though, for sure. Both tough, both yeah. tough,
1: yes. You were talking about mentors, and you actually, um, I don't know if he's a mentor or not, but you know Cody Peterman? Yeah, I do uh, know Cody. Was um, he friend, mentor? Yeah, he he I I consider him both. Um <laughs> he was he was a a fellow
0: or an intern athletic trainer at Oregon State my first year of grad school. So that was 3 about 3 years ago now. And he was working with Oregon State football at the time. And I had met him because I had started with Oregon State football. That was kind of one of my first clinical rotations. So I was able to kind of learn quite a bit from him as an athletic trainer kind of right when I started, which was which was kind of cool.
1: Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he was a great dude. He helped me out a ton. Mm-hmm. Um I was in there probably every day. Yeah, but <laughs> which isn't the most fun. I know that I, when I was playing, there's there's kind of the side where you're like, I'm gonna stay away from the training room mm-hmm. for sure forever. I'm mm-hmm. never going back. Yep. <laughs> but then there's a side of it where you're like, when I started going there more last year, even though I wasn't hurt, I didn't get hurt. Mm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. Is there a point where you're telling athletes where they maybe they're in there too much or is there?
0: I think it's, again, you walk this fine line because you don't want to just disregard the athlete if they do need something, right? Um, but we kind of figure ways to help help the athlete, but also help the athletic trainer as well because we have a lot of things on our plate. We're doing a lot of different things, whether it's administratively or helping a bunch of athletes. So we we sometimes may tell the athletes to do some self-treatment, maybe foam rolling, stretching, kind of helping helping give them self-tools to kind of... Facilitate that if uh, they're in there a little too much. I think that's, that's probably one of the
2: one of the tools I use at least. <laughs> yeah, and it seemed like that relationship and friendship worked out with because 'cause didn't he end up giving you a call about this job here in Portland? Did Chris or I'm Chris? You're no, Chris? Yeah, no, I'm Chris. You're Chris. We got Chris, Cody, and Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, we get
0: it. Yeah, uh, he he didn't. I actually just was I was on my computer randomly. And I just was like, oh, look at athletic training jobs open in Oregon if there's any right now. And I saw the UP job, and I was like, oh, that's pretty close to home. Yeah. And I ended up applying, and I I knew Cody was here at the time. So I reached out and was like, hey, man, I put in an application. I don't know if you know anything about the process, but Mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind passing my name along, it would be great. And then he ended up telling me he was taking that job at U of O. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where he went to undergrad, and it was his job with baseball. I was like, oh sweet well hopefully hopefully it works out so yeah. i mean it worked out well enough at least right so
1: yeah no i think he left for you to have the job yeah i appreciate it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you're friend. welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he uh he was a good dude um that's not like he's just i'm never gonna <laughs> see him again but <laughs> i still talk i'll still talk to him but, um but yeah this is a little off topic but when you're diagnosing injuries and then um you know say someone tears their acl how is it that some guys come back faster like uh marcus stroman in in mm-hmm. the mlb he came back in like five months mm-hmm. from a acl or mcl and then cooper cup yep. um uh, d- but is that a myth or is that it, like
0: the human body is really really confusing i think is <laughs> a big thing um but we're continually learning more we're being and we're becoming more and more efficient in our ways to do rehab and our ways to do the surgery too. I think that's a really interesting thing that they're they're kind of always learning how to be more efficient and I think that's what's helping these athletes come back that much sooner. And it also kind of depends on the situation at hand, like if if we need to try and get this athlete back, speaking from just an athletic trainer's standpoint, if we need to get them back in a certain amount of time, we're going to try and pull out all the stops to try and and do that as best as we can. Um, And So I think that's what you can see with with some athletes in the way that they can come back the way they can. And when you're working at the professional professional level, you have PTs, you have ATs, doctors, surgeons, all of these people kind of collaborating and creating this holistic rehab approach that really helps these guys at least have the best chance to come back quickly. Um, So, I mean, scientifically, it it isn't magic It it is possible but it's usually at least from a conservative standpoint you're looking a little, little bit longer down the road like nine ten eleven eleven months really um is when they're ideally coming back uh from a safety standpoint but you do have those people who just he- freaks. heal. Yeah. It, they're, just, <laughs> yeah. they're just they're just freaks um for whatever reason
1: yeah and they uh yeah they uh they just came up with a new like alternative to Tommy John surgery correct mm-hmm. what is that
0: exactly it's so they just i just heard about it actually i think about a month ago i had a buddy tell me they it's it's i believe i don't know for sure but i believe it's ucl reconstruction
1: yeah um, how is that even different and
0: <laughs> so usually when you do a ucl or an acl um, surgery, they'll take a graft of some different part of your body or even a cadaver body, and they will reconstruct the ligament wherever it needs to be. Um, But what it sounds like, and I haven't read too much about the UCL reconstruction yet, but it sounds like they actually reconstruct the torn ligament now. Oh, that's crazy. And they haven't done too much research on it, but the guy, I believe, is in Texas who did it, and I think there's been a couple of athletes that have gone through it or overhead athletes that have done it i'm not too sure there's some some
1: articles but i haven't read them yet yeah no, it's crazy it's mm-hmm, just crazy that after all this time they're just now coming up mm, with a new right surgery and,
0: and that's <laughs> the thing is it's continue. it just is continually changing and i see the same thing with kind of an acl you can really see that you used to have those big scars down the front of your knee or something but now it's kind of mostly just a couple of portals on either side maybe just a little slit because you can just go in there and kind of clean it all up and you have all these cameras and everything it's just it's, it's it's unreal it's, that that easy. Easy. it's crazy. Yep. yeah sorry. yeah it's that easy i don't know why i didn't become a surgeon <laughs> yeah, no, yeah make a lot more work. yeah it's, it's no kidding <laughs> have to do grad school yeah. yeah
1: like 17 more yeah, casual casual <laughs> yeah um do you have any more kind of serious questions before we go into the uh something that we like to do oh here? geez no no uh. no more serious questions <laughs> I All think right. we drilled them. So, yeah so basically we've we kind of do this thing where i'm sure you've probably heard about the nfl draft uh pre-draft interviews how they yes. ask just ridiculous questions yes i have um and they're serious about them mm-hmm. uh so what we've been doing is we've been kind of asking our guests on here just maybe five questions and then we're going to give you a, a draft grade uh, okay so it won't be anything <laughs> too crazy <laughs> uh, yeah. i'm locked in yeah i'm ready to go all right so our first one that we've kind of it's something that we we just kind of across the board ask mm-hmm. are you a cat or a dog I'm a dog you're a dog mm-hmm. why are you a dog just the way
0: I act. I feel like I'm always trying to be perky, at least. And I do sleep a lot, too. Not not like a cat, but like just these random dog naps. I'm just going to kind of chill out. But as soon as like a buddy or a friend shows up, I'm up. I'm ready to go. For sure.
1: <laughs> Love it. Love it. That was a definitive answer right yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Alright. Um, what is one song that you like, but you don't want people to know you listen to? Ooh. Or artist?
0: I don't know if I don't necessarily mind or not, but truth hurts by lizzo i'll jam to that in the car if if i need to like help myself up i'll jam to truth hurts
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude that's not, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that i listen to all those lizzo there's that uh mm-hmm. what is it water Me? that one's awesome it's a great song um all right i got one more and then i'll i'll turn it over to you um have you seen the movie intern intern or the internship the one I've with s- yeah wilson
0: uh, yes, I have, okay. at, the Google, at Google, Google. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm.
1: Um If you- A while ago, but. If you're a nickel, and you're thrown into a blender, how are you getting out? If I, uh,
0: let's see. Am I in there by myself? Is it just me? As a yeah, nickel? Yeah, just you, you're the only one. Mm. I think I'm laying. I'm laying down flat below the blades until something gets turned off. Okay. Um, and then I'm knocking the blender over, probably, and <laughs> rolling my rolling my happy way out. I think okay. that's the the best best way
1: possible. Yeah, I think they said lay flat in mm-hmm. the movie, mm-hmm. but you've seen it so
0: I have, but I really don't remember the last. Like I don't know when it came out, and I don't remember the last time I saw it. <laughs> so,
1: but I'll t- I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. a good answer.
2: Our next one is: uh, What color is chocolate? What color is chocolate? Mm-hmm. I believe it's brown. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, that's all we wanted. We'll write that down. Yeah. 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 I got okay. one more actually. Okay. Unless it's, it's white chocolate. Um like cookies and cream, like Hershey's cooking mm-hmm. and cream. Oh yeah. okay. So do you like that kind right there?
0: It's not bad. It's a little too rich, yeah, but I think it's, uh, not bad. those yeah. are my least favorite chocolate. Yeah. Objectively you think they suck?
1: Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, objectively. Right. Yeah. It's all yeah. whatever yeah. I think fa- is. Factual. Yeah. Okay, yes. got it. Got True. it. <laughs> um I got one more about the color thing. What color is snow? white melted snow
0: i believe it turns into water at that point and it is see-through or clear
1: <laughs> all right yeah no, that's good that's a that's a good answer right. um i think that's all what is your draft grade right there
2: <sighs> i don't know i really like the the chocolate answer was good it was it was pretty basic i F- at the beginning, but then the, the white chocolate. Really. Yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to be clear. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So. Yeah. I think the really got me is the dog one, because if you say cat, then I'm already dropping you down. No. Uh,
0: yeah. I
2: I would
1: drop myself
0: down too. I don't so. think cats care about us. I I,
1: I don't think yeah genuinely love us. Yeah. Forever. Just, all the, the entire, entire their entire lives. Yeah. No, uh, literally. Yeah. That's. So. <laughs> All right, I think that's all we got today. I just wanted to say thank you for coming on. Uh, We appreciate having you on here, and we appreciate what you do for our athletes here. So thanks again. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. It was fun. So we're going to go